December 20, 2022. It's a lot for Pedro show. Which tunnel plays do you think have influenced you, if any at all? All of them. <laughs> I would say all of them. But, uh, do you have a personal favorite? I mean, like you put on a record when you were at home and relaxing and so on. Well, Sonny Rollins is, uh, I think he's outstanding to the man today, you know. And, uh, that is that's exactly usually... what Sonny Rollins <laughs> told me on this show about you. So that's, that's usually, <laughs> you know, to my be man. Our mutual you know. admiration society. Yeah, here. well, he's, uh, he's, he's great. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. And, course in the formative days well, like years to, ago it was dexter gordon that uh, mm -hmm. actually was I well, major you, do, you do have a strong feeling for tradition haven't you i guess so i mean i would like to even make it stronger mm. you know i like to strengthen my roots so to say mm. you know because uh i didn't start at the beginning and there's a whole lot back there that's you know that all young musicians do should you have, have.
Watch from Pedro's show. Brother Matt, I made it around the sun. You Yet did. another time, 65th. Happy birthday, up. brother. I'm starting up the 65th, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on. Okay. Made it. Happy birthday. Medicare land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get that fucking knee. Uh, we started with John Coltrane. John Coltrane getting asked about which tenor sax players have influenced him uh, by Carl Eric Lindgren on March 22nd, 1960. And then we had uh, Maurice doing No Exit. Yep. Yeah, ah, you can hear people. It's not just me and Brother Matt at the Love Grotto by ourselves because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. All the way from Chicago, Illinois, where I was conceived, 65 moons. And nine months. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> David Poho, welcome aboard, David. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me, Wad. It's a, it's a huge honor. Now, uh, you've been SoCal for a while now, but you had to make a little trip because you were part of a big celebration for mr steve albini nice that's right it's he has this uh he's been doing this letters to santa he and his wife have been doing this letters to santa program and so that's uh do you know anything about that or is no. it like, have you heard well it's i remember he gets a buttload right <laughs> they all sent to yeah. the north pole and shit yeah so yeah i guess they at some point they had discovered that when kids write letters to santa to you know to the north pole they you know, so um, they just end up in a pile and thrown away, you know. But uh, they, uh, his wife, I think, had been going through them and found out that it was that there's some, you know, there there's a lot of poverty and like like kids are talking about their problems, like you know, their dad lost their job and sure. they they the bridge doesn't work, things like that. And they and so they started this program where they um, raise money and then on Christmas Day they surprise the families with you know if their fridge broke they get them a new fridge or you know they um they just help out these families by giving them exactly what they they they're lacking you know right. uh, and it's a, it's a really cool thing and they've been doing it for a long time That's uh, like 20 years or something so this is my first time to be a part of it i just i just did some you i just got connection uh, with chicago scene we'll, we'll get to that what I, i'd like for me right now david is your earliest musical recollection please my earliest oh uh um i think <laughs> remember it's I, a lot for pedro show there's no hard questions there's no <laughs> wrong answers <laughs> okay because uh it's a little embarrassing i think it was a a disco version of the Lord's Prayer. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's a unique yeah. one. It was a single, and I don't know how I heard it's it. It's a Klingon. It's a mental Klingon. It's clinging on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, the pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments? There, we had a piano, and that was, that was it. But, and I, now, you did know, you I go through the ordeal? Well, some people, it was a good thing, but a lot of cats we've had on the show, it almost made them want to quit music. Did you have to go through the piano lesson trip? I did, yeah. And, and how did it like, work out for you? I, I, you know, I wasn't into the lessons or practicing, but I love to, you know, hit it and make noise. You know, okay. um, you know I found the, out we, well, we found out that most people, it's it, the problem isn't the idea of getting lessons or pianos; it's the teacher, mm-hmm. brother Matt, yeah. teacher of the year many times here, <laughs> bitching. You know, when radio went, brother Matt got into radio and it went merch and lame, so he got into teaching. He ended up being a real good one. But there's there's skills mm-hmm. to learn about. Te- not any. 
but he can do it. Yeah, like coaching. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Notice how most coaches ain't good players. Right. Or they're okay, but they're not superstars. Mm. That wasn't a yeah. good student. Shows <laughs> <laughs> to go, your brother, man. So you didn't end up hating music, but you got some lessons in. What was David? What was yeah. the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, um, oh, it was Houses of the Holy. Yeah, that was my first record. Led Zeppelin. And what was the first gig yeah. you went and saw? Oh, uh, my first actual gig. Uh, that's also pretty embarrassing. Um, it was that Canadian band Triumph. <laughs> yeah, that was the Canadian version of Emerson Lake and Palmer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was a power trio, a but with an organ instead of a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were, yeah that's they were all right, good. man. And see, I ask these questions because yeah. you usually didn't don't have a lot of choice, like buying your own with your own money. You ain't got a lot of money when you're a kid, though. so that's why I ask those things. Now, what about it's at good. school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Um, I was. I, I was in the marching band and I played the, the bass drum, which I, you know, I wanted to, to be a snare drummer or play the toms, but I got the, the bass drum, which was fine. I, yeah, bass clef. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. into that. <laughs> In fact, after uh, the show today, I'd go up to my prac pad outside. Mm. This cat uh, named Eric, who moved to Pedro from, I think, West Mass, friend of Byron Colas, he's got this thing. He calls it Tootie Pacifico because he had a Tootie thing over there where he's just getting people to learn wind, wind, uh, woodwind and brass. Oh, wow. So that baritone horn I got on tour in the late 80s yeah. and never learned, Watts well, finally right. learning how wow. to use it. And goddamn, trying to get the same note twice. You know, a lot of it, it ain't the vowels. It's like a lot lip? of it's off the lip. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, man. It's so there's a lot of yeah, honking, play wind a lot of honking going on. on. I'm going to try. There's some honking. <laughs> So, I'm just trying to do Willie Dixon's spoonful. Uh, if I could get that bass line. Oh, oh yeah. Home, 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 home. And then the other, uh, the flute and shit. They're mm. wee-woo, Yeah, another bitching thing. I love that A couple of days ago, Saturday, Perk's son, Eden, had his bar mitzvah. I went to that. Wow. There was a lot of singing, awesome. hand clapping. Oh, neat. Yeah, I learned a word. Baruch. Nagila? Per did a, a prayer with him, and he kept saying Baruch. So I looked in the, you know, because they got books, uh-huh. prayer books. And, oh, blessing. So I learned it. Yeah, how about oh, cool. Nagila play? So uh, the horror. Uh, That's the dance they do. That's yeah. rocking. <laughs> yeah, they did the circle. The circle. <laughs> Good job, too. Yeah, so the last one I was at, me and D. Boone played at Richie Weisswasser. He might have been your, no, maybe a little older. Yeah. But Mark was in ours. Uh-huh. And he played drums. They shut the glass doors. But uh, it's been 50 years. It was 15 years old, so the book came Wow, ends, so. we, speaking of Willie wow. Dixon, uh, yeah. we went to his patty, showed me that yeah. drawer of songs that, that he never, never got to. Yeah. What the heck happened to those, I wonder? He never recorded them, right? <laughs> they got to exist someplace. Yeah, Willie <laughs> Brother Matt had a blues show on KXLU, a Jesuit school here. And he got to go to Willie Dixon's pad. This is a bass man who was an incredible songwriter besides the bass man. He's he also like went to jail for not going to war, like Sun Ra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, back to David <laughs> and your musical journey. D- David, uh, so you got on the kick drum. That's your first, uh, well, you had some piano before that. You got on the kick yeah. drum. What about the stuff after school, not graduate, but in the afternoon, the basement band, the garage band, the bedroom band? Did you get into that? Oh, I think I, think I, I mean, I'm, I, we were probably similar. I don't know if you were like this too, but like when I was a 
you know, once I discovered rock music and I was obsessed with guitars and I would just draw guitars, you know, and I, I was, I was obsessed with drums and I would always play drums on my t- school desk and stuff, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to be, a, I wanted a and drum. Pedro, I wanted to be uh, a drummer. Pedro, I hear the big thing was uh, with your knuckles doing wipeout. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the solo yeah. and wipeout on the bench, you know, the knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. It was big here too. Well, I got into music. You know, I was 12 years old when I met Dee Boone. It was to be with him. His mom said we were going to have a band together. Right The, the day I, I met her, right, the second day I met Dee wow. Boone, she goes, you guys are going to have a band, and you're going to play bass. And I didn't even know what a fucking bass was. I was 12. It was the summer before I was 13. And so, you know, uh, maybe a little... But I wasn't really looking at the music part of it. I just wanted to be with D. Boone. Mm. So sure, I'll learn this thing. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Mm. Actually, I played a guitar for three years with only four strings because I didn't know. You know, the gigs we went to, there was no club yeah. scene yet till the movement for us. So I didn't know that basses actually had bigger strings. <laughs> Wait, but did <laughs> I'm you? I'm such a fucking so... ignorant motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Were you pl- were you playing then before? Or like playing no, or interested no. in music before D. Boone? Yeah, I was into it. In fact, when I met D. Boone, the only rock band he knew was Creed's Clearwater mm-hmm. Revival. So I had sent in a dime for the Columbia House. They gave me 10 <laughs> eight-track tapes. I, I turned them on to Cream, to T-Rex. Oh, T-Rex so was the first gig we went and oh, saw. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, so I was getting eight, eight tracks in... Uh, which, by the way, are very hard to learn on because there's no needle to lift. You have to wait for the motherfucker yeah. to come. They take clunk. the total time and they uh, split in four, clunk right? In the and then, yeah, the clunk can come right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, look. then they'll fade out your song. Like right, right, right. Because it was an oh endless. It was a piece of tape that they glued together to make a loop, you know. And that's why it was called eight uh, track because it's stereo. So mm. there was four different programs, mm. and they would click right when it was the quarter time. <laughs> you gave me some slint. I want to play washer. Thank you. 
it's dark outside Don't be afraid Every time I ever cried for fear It's just a mistake that I made Wash yourself in your tears And build your church strength of your faith My head. 
head is empty My toes are warm I am safe From
Peter Fetish Snatch Beast Watch for Pedro. That chunk of music started off with Slit doing Washer. Then King Kong, which has a Slit Connect, people. Dirty City, Rainy Day. Uh, after right. that, Sky Furrows with Point That Thing Somewhere Else, which is a chill song. No, clean song. New Zealand. Mm. And they just lost their drummer man, right? Mm. 65 years old. A cat named Hamish. And this was Sky Furrows. Live at at 10 Forward in Greenville, Massachusetts. It's an excerpt. Crypto Phaser after that with Wet Brain. Watch your drinking. <laughs> the Wet Brain. I remember I heard somebody saying that at a Carnage Asada song, oh. right? Steve Reed was playing with Carnage Asada. And like one of the singer men, George, they said Wet Brain. I thought they just made that shit up, but it's an actual, it's from Boozin, right? Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Eckstein. Yeah, I found this from like eight, nine years in the mail pile. Sorry, Mike, a little <laughs> delay of game there. <laughs> Ten yards. <laughs> okay. Can't shake it. Beautiful music, though. Uh, Boba Stereo Club and M. Takara with Abre Camijo. I guess that's the Portuguese, the Brazilian. Uh, tobacco. 
Now, this ain't the new album, but he's got a brand new album, Mr. Tom, out of Pittsburgh. But this is from a movie thing he did just recently called Blim, and this tune is Blim City. Hidden Forces Tree out of Spain after that with Raul Catazano. We've told you before. Soft White Underbelly. Ba- uh, people, this is the band that became the Blue Oyster Cult. And the, this is a demo they made for Elektra that, well, they never signed oh, wow. So, And it's called Fanny C. Morass. He didn't have, they had a different singer and bass player. So it's it's got three of the guys, uh, Eric Bloom, uh, not Eric Bloom, he ain't in the band yet. It's got Al Lanier, Albert Bouchard, and uh, who's the tall guy? Buck Dharma. Was a, was yeah, he? Buck Dharma, uh, Albert Bouchard, but the, the, the guy they went to college with, Al Lanier. Yeah. In fact, we've lost <clears> him. Uh, same thing, I got my moss, COPD. Oh. Yeah, fucked up. Roger Clark Miller, uh, this is the Bishop of Burma man. With Dream Interpretation number 20, made this record of all him just on guitar and pedals, making these kind of dreamy things. Out of Iowa, so, uh, Sam Lock Ward, Bob Bucko Jr. with If, Rob Dobbins Beck with Ascension, but it ain't the John Coltrane one, or it's a trippy version if it is. And then finally, Slint with Pat. Now, you got something to enlighten us with uh, regarding Slint, right there, David? Yeah, well, the, that first that first thing you played the Maurice track, which you know is like it's like distorted and has weird time signatures and stuff. And yeah, has feed, feedback and heavy. Uh, the song Pat that Slint did was um, it was that was our Minutemen song. You know, back in <laughs> that was like we wanted to we stopped playing with distort or I stopped playing with distortion and I was like I want to play like you know uh, that was my attempt at trying to write a. Well, Minute some Man of the slints saw Minutemen at, at Jockey Club, right? Was it Brett? Yeah, Brit, both Brit and I, and our. Uh, oh, you yeah, saw it too, our, David. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was so there. you saw that show. Yeah, oh, it rained it real heavy that night, is what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, I don't. It's weird. I don't remember any of the weather, but I, I just. Well, that that one was, a, it was it was it was a cloud burster, man. I mean, it was. It was yeah. intense coming down, and that was an old pad. It had old tin roof overhead yeah. and uh, little Tylers. I, mean, I remember, and, and weird old guys hung out there too. Totally, but you could not yeah, play in pretty- Cincinnati. You had to play across the river in Newport, mm-hmm. Kentucky. I remember one time we're playing there, and there's going to be election. So you know, there's flyers like gigs. Uh-huh. This guy's running for jailer. <laughs> <laughs> like I can imagine some dude growing up. You know, one day <laughs> gonna I'm going to be the jailer of this town. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get back to your music journey. So you're drawing pictures of guitar. When do you get your first guitar? Uh, well, I I was I was into guitar, but I never played it or never thought I could play it. I was more into drums. And then uh, I, when I was 13, I I got my first drum kit. It was a Pearl. Oh, okay, kit. Pearl like Kiss, Peter Chris. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. And um and uh yeah, I was I so I played that and then I got Now a, where'd you practice? Did you practice at home? Yeah, just in my parents' basement. They had that's a That's pretty bitching so. of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were really Usually cool. you buy it for somebody else's kids, uh, drives them insane. <laughs> <laughs> and usually well, I was, and remember I asked you about the bedroom band, the basement band, the garage band? It's usually at Drummy's yeah. house, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to fucking build the kit and tear it down every time. Uh, the band comes to you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh that my my I asked my mom about that, how she would let me have these loud band practices and stuff, and she was like, Well, at least I knew you were home and not getting you know into what? trouble. Mm-hmm. That is a trip, David, because that's exactly what Dean Boone's ma said. 
One of the neighbors. Really? I mean, this is Proj part of Pedro, called Park Western at the time. Older, it was older. Like it was housing actually for workers during World War II building ships. Todd Shipyard. Then they built some new projects next to it. Now they're condos, bro. Yeah. Can you believe that <laughs> shit? Yeah, cracker box, stucco cracker boxes. But I had to move there because my pop, I couldn't live in the Navy housing anymore because my pop got stationed up in Alameda because the Enterprise oh. ran our first nuke uh, mm. aircraft carrier. He was a machinist mate that trained with that kind of engine room. So anyway, that's how I meet Debo because Peck Park joins both our mm. projects, okay? Anyway, his uh, neighbor was... You know, uh, projects usually Ma's run them, mm. you know, and, they're, and they're pretty strong. Mm. Anyway, she goes to D. Boone's Ma, man, how can you stand all that noise? And she goes, at least I know where my boy is. <laughs> Same That's, thing as yeah. you, David. <laughs> okay. It's Econo true. child care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are, what are the uh, first units that you... Do you guys make a band, or is it like just jamming, uh, trying to copy songs off records, or what, how do you get started on this? How, well, did you have a drum teacher? No, no, I never, I never took lessons okay. for drums or guitar. So you played um, along the records, you know, George Hurley. It was two records: Billy Cobham, Spectrum, and Who. Uh, can't explain mm. my generation. Mm. Yeah, that one. Oh wow! He got heads, that, and he bought some headphones. Mm. He just played these two records and. That's why he's got such yeah. a weird style. Billy Cobham and Keith Moon. That's super cool. But never and, and especially with the hi hat uh-huh. shit. I mean, that, he was all over that with the Billy Cobham. I saw Mavishnu with Billy Cobham. They played oh, at the Long Beach Arena. They curtained off. They had an anti cave device. Yeah, I remember they used to do yeah. the curtains there. <laughs> Damn. So, boy, it's packed in here. <laughs> they had the curtain almost right up against the stage. Pure food and drug echo. I think mm. it was Harvey Mandel. So, um, <laughs> Okay, so you're man alone at first, or do you right away start playing with cats? Oh, I just I would play on my own, and then uh, some friend, you know, sometimes friends from school would come over and like play. But then I it wasn't until a, like a year later I got a, a cheap electric guitar, and it turned out I was better at that. <laughs> like, oh, I just so up really. Oh, yeah, so you got so after about a year of drums, you thought, man, maybe I should try something else musical. Yeah. Well, I just ended up, I don't know why. I just always wanted a guitar and I just, it just was way easier for me. For what some was your reason. first guitar? It was a, a Hondo 2 Les Paul copy. Hondos. I remember <laughs> Hondos. Crane played yeah, a Hondo. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. He, he, put, he was like kind of embarrassed because he put uh, aluminum foil over the headstock so you couldn't tell it was a Hondo except it looked totally <laughs> like a Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, and well, what was your was, first amp? It was less than $100. And your first amp? Um, oh, my first amp was a little 10-watt, like, practice yeah, amp right. thing. Everybody but it does that. It was too, I can't, I think it was made by Guild. Okay, um, okay. But it was, it was great, because if you turn it, turned it all the way up, it, you got instant feedback. Distortion, I, which took I, us years. We didn't know about fuzz boxes for years. We didn't, we thought it was some yeah. studio yeah. trick, how these guys got these sounds off the, Master oh, reality yeah, yeah. record and shit, you <laughs> I, know, paranoid. You know, how'd they get this out? We didn't know, know. about these boxes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you're right, the little amps, they would just they would distort if you overpowered them. Really that's true. You find that. Even... What about composing? Did you did you compose tunes or were you learning off records like me and D Boone? Uh 
I was I was just learning off records, yeah. but it was kind of good that way. Uh, I'm glad I did because I I kind of trained my ear to be so it's really easy for me to learn songs now just by listening, you know, because yeah. I I would just I, I had a, a turntable that had um, four speeds on it. It had a uh, 16, 33, um, another type of 33, and then 78. Or yeah, it was it was really weird. It was a really old. Well, it could play. It could play a lot of different ones. No forty-five though. Oh, on um, forty-five too. Yeah, and yeah. then um, but sixteen, but, you could slow it down so you could learn yeah. that black dog riff. <laughs> yeah, I could learn like the cream solos and stuff. Like I could, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I would play live, the live Cream album at half. Oh, speed well, there was two volumes. I had both those eight tracks: "Tales of Brave Ulysses," "Deserted Heart of the." Son, it was on the way. That's what uh, yeah. Clapton said about Jack Bruce. He taught me how to sing with my chest. Mm. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. December 20. What, what day is that? <laughs> 2022 at this Wap Peter. So special guest, David Powell. Hold tight for hour two. December 20, 2022. It's the second hour. Wap from Peter. <laughs>
was a sound at the window then. The captain started. His breath was still.
There's a solace found on corners Almost every other block A place to get away from life It's where all the injured flock So come away from all your troubles When you see six letters shine Think about where 
I built this house that I'm still living in. People tell me I ought to move out, but I'm not giving in. Even though there's a hole in the roof and the rain comes in. At least when I walk down the hall, I know where I'm going and where I've been. This house I'm living in. I guess I didn't raise the roof beams high. Well, not such a skilled carpenter am I the floorboards creak underneath my feet ah but at least it's a familiar place and life here is basically sweet or at least bittersweet
know you can't hear this, but you made it all right. Strange way to feel about a sound silhouette. And I know that you're guarding the ghosts with your noise. It only hurts because I can't hear it. I know that you're guarding the ghosts with your noise. It only hurts because I can't hear
steps inside Where the ageless engraver inscribes what now I know Ink from the rose For the eulogies written on pages now seem gone
Big Ten. Watch the Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with uh, Slint again doing good morning, Captain. And then we had the Minutemen, 1983, live at the Eastside Club in Philly. George almost got stabbed by one of the bouncers. Damn. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Rough pad. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Joy. Now, when I, you know, I got to play with David at the beginning of September for Lance Bang's 50 B-Day. Oh, awesome. It was up in, uh, right near Canners. I had chopped liver sandwich right before. But anyway, uh, <laughs> David wanted us to learn this tune. <laughs> Him and Brett, Britt came in, huh. came down to Pedro and practiced with me. We ended up doing a Jesus Lizard tune and uh, Corona, the huh. tune song. Huh. Uh, but he wanted us to learn Joy. Huh. And uh, I was into it. You know, I hadn't played in a while, but... And then at the last minute, we didn't do it right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we ended up doing something with the, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah singer. Yeah, we did the Human Fly. Song. Human Fly. Mm. The yeah. Cramp song, yeah. Almighty yeah. Pop after that with Tabletops and Donut Shops. Sam Bennett out of Tokyo with this house via Birmingham, Alabama. Sonny Blood. The house I'm living in. Sam Cutting after that. Ghost in the Hallway. Tortoise. Whoa. That might be a. You know what? He knows the knock. That's got to be fucking dirt. <laughs> See, he just did the old SST knock. I mean, I ain't heard that. You, you know, we had a knock, right? So the hombres What was that? The, the, well, it, it, when somebody's at the hatch, you know, make sure it's correct. Hey. Hello. Salute. Hello there. Okay. Uh, tortoise. Okay. I, me and Kate got to do a dose song. I think it was Corn Pone. We even put our bases on it. They just want a remix, but... This had Doug, right, and Bundy, and yeah, the that's early, right. early versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass Museum. Bob Pollard after that. It's every other month, so a new album, right? <laughs> Folded Claws. This guy is <laughs> prolific beyond belief. Larry uh, <coughs> Zoku Metsu after that, Undulations. Larry Boast out of uh, Grants Pass, Southern Oregon. Right on. Right, Caveman. Grants Pass, right. Birthday Man. Hey, I Larry. He wrote this tune for us. Yeah, another Larry. Noising up the grease, Ray Shin out of Reno, and then finally some more tortoise, tin cans, and twine. Okay, so you're on the guitar now, and you're teaching yourself stuff, learning off records. No steady yeah. band yet, right? Just dudes from school jamming with you. Yeah. When yeah. do you put together that- your first or become part of your first band, Dave? Well, the um, I guess for some reason I picked up guitar really fast, and then... Um, I immediately started playing with some people that uh, needed a guitar player where, and we just did like Led Zeppelin covers and rush songs and stuff. And then it was when, and then I, it was when like I, I knew about punk rock cause my brother was into it. My older brother, he, so I, I was into like dead Kennedys and pistols and clash and all that stuff. But I, but I didn't really, I thought it was really funny. Like to me, I thought it was like, like they had a sense of humor that I really liked. But I didn't know about the the deeper stuff. What was your um, first punk gig? My first punk gig was actually just a local uh, band. This band that's a, that's a, you know what most punk was kind of local, right? There was some big yeah. torn acts, but actually it was pretty local. Yeah, yeah, it was this local band called Malignant Growth that had they'd opened for Minor Threat a couple times, and so they were they they played hardcore, just straight hardcore, and they were great. Um, and that and was d- d- what know, about that- the dancing and the short songs because that's what blew me away when first gig I saw was the bags at the whiskey oh, on a Sunday afternoon yeah. 
And yeah, I couldn't believe it. C- compared to arena rock shows, it was just so much different. Um, yeah, I, I felt like, yeah, my life changed immediately. You know, it was like, so, so did you make a punk band it, right away? Yeah. I, en- well, I ended up in a, in an already in that band Maurice that had already been a band cause, yeah. but they lost their guitar players. So I, um, he went on to be in this other band, Squirrel Bay. And oh, uh, yeah. so I just, I remember yeah, those cats, yeah, he, uh, the, the Italian guys I played with played with David Grubbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah, the yeah. Manio. Yeah, yeah. It's small world, small world. Whoa. It is. Uh-huh. And and so yeah, it was that was that was when I started playing punk and like these were people that I could get along with and I you know, I the, it was like, you know, it was just like a family of outcasts, a dysfunctional family of misfits so and i could relate because i never fit in with like the metal crowd or the hard rock crowd or the yeah um any any scene really but the punk crowd is like oh they everybody's just themselves yeah um i really like that and that's one of the reasons i love the Minutemen is because you guys could keep up with the hardcore stuff you know you guys were very much into the in that yeah we were in a weird place you know because we learned from the 70s hollywood punk but then by the time we're doing gigs, that's gone. And there's only young uh, scene in the suburbs, hardcore. Yeah. So we, we, we got our, our feet in both streams, and, kind of. It was a strange. Yeah. The Minuteman was a kind of strange place, the circumstance. Because we, we thought we were doing like all that stuff we were seeing up in Hollywood. And then also the records we were getting. Right, because a lot of these bands you never saw, you only knew them by their records, and Absolutely. it was all over the fucking place. Throbbing Gristle, you know, pop group, Wire. I mean, yeah. to, to us, so to us, the idea of not sounding like the same hardcore band, yeah, because we weren't really from that tradition. Now we weren't against the hardcore guys or anything, and I can imagine yeah. being thirteen years old and having to go to junior high school, high school, and get shit for being a punker from you know stoners or. Any kind of mm. people acting thuggish on you, so you know. And I, I, actually, I've had a lot of heart for them because what a bunch of. At least, I was a civilian as far as that. Mm. At college, I had to like hide it. I didn't let anybody know. But it's trippy about that. So, uh, but, what was the first Maurice gig for you? Can you can you uh, remember the first Maurice gig that you did? First Maurice gig. Uh, I think it was just a party or something. That's all right. Um, Gigs a gig. But it was, yeah, it was. Uh, but my first practice with them, like after I had already learned all their songs before, <laughs> they didn't know that. Like they were just so when I came in to do the first practice, it was like um, I we just played a whole set, you know, because <laughs> so, yeah. I'd already figured out the songs at home. Look, people, um, listeners, listen to that. You want to get in a band? This is what you do. Learn the shit. Don't show up there like <laughs> yeah. with your fucking head up, and Yang. Learn the stuff. Just, you got to do. You know, I heard that's, that's what Elliot. Uh, Randall did for that really in the years. Yeah, it's the second take. Well, it's actually the first take. The guy forgot to hit the record button. Jimmy Page's favorite solo. Mm. But he was at home prepared for it. Even though it's only one take in the studio. And it's through an MPEG SVT. That's great strategy. So you impressed, you wowed him, huh? Okay. Well, I guess I I didn't even mean to. I just thought that's what you did. I was like, oh, I can't go to the I think that's excellent ethics, so. (laughs) Yeah. I, I like that there was no rules really back then, and you yeah. kind of made your own rules. Well, um, me and uh, me and 
who's the blondie guy? Clem Burke. We practiced the whole first Ramones album, right, for a month. And we go up there because uh, Joey's brother Mickey puts on this benefit mm. on his birthday and for lymphoma every year. And Cheetah C- Chrome comes up there. You don't know what the other team thinks he's going to jam through this thing. Luckily, a young kid knew. <laughs> I knew he felt bad about that. And, you know, it's simple, but you still got to know the yeah. shit. <laughs> and actually, yeah. Ramones is kind of trippy. It's not really blues. Uh, but it, it was great to learn their stuff. And Clem was such a bitching guy to learn with. He'd drive down uh, from Studio City a couple times a week, and he was a beautiful guy to play with. Beautiful. You played with Clem Burke? I didn't even realize this. For this gig. For this gig, I'm telling you about it. And Gina didn't learn any of it. He's just going to jam. Yeah. So you know, everybody's got their own way of like, coming together, I guess. So, yeah. so that, But you can't remember the first gig. Now, you guys ended up recording, right? Because this is it sounds like it's a studio. Uh, the, well, the Maurice thing, that was just a jam box. We, um, uh, oh, okay. Our singer was friends with... Glenn Danzig and um, he and Glenn asked him for a, a, a tape to hear what we sounded like and so that's so we recorded this uh, one of our practices and then and so we ended up supporting um, Sam Hain on their one of their tours I played like, with Sam Hain and in fact at the Metro on Clark Street yeah it, it was this little oh. band that Glenn had in between Misfits and then just Glenn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think one of the guys' name was Scary or Eerie. Eerie, Eerie Vaughn. Vaughn right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a name. Scary's better, though. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how long What's were you in, Maurice? Uh, that was, we broke up in 86. Well, we actually split into two bands after that. Cause, and it's all, uh, it's all because of the Minutemen. Because um, we, cause we played really loud with Distortion. And then when I got into Minuteman and Meat Puppets and stuff, Britt and I were really into that. And the, 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 the last song I wrote for Maurice was all clean guitar and sounded kind of jazzy. And the other guys hated it. <laughs> like, and so they, they formed a different band. And then we started Slint, Britt and I. Okay. Um, and, and so our, the last Maurice song became the first Slint song. Wow. Um, okay, evolution. But it was all because, yeah. Okay, it was all George because I was D-Bone, by myself, D-Bone. we take responsibility for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know what D. Boone said once? I remember him telling me, you know, we can play anything we want, just as long as it sounds like the Minutemen. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, he would say shit that. like that. <laughs> well, what does that yeah, say? Yeah, I love that. That's true. <laughs> 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 <Like> everything else. <laughs> and speaking of which, let's hear what some fucking spin psych. Sounds like Brother Matt. We'll be talking to you in a little bit.
in December 20, 2022, second hour. What for Pedro Show? Hold that uh, special guest, David Payo. Hold tight for hour three. December 20, 2022. <laughs> Why did I say that number? <laughs> Third hour, the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
unfortunate prospect. I reign of justice, the bane of the future of our existence. The likeliness of our future diminishes. Stunted by the broadcasted interferences. I'm frightened to death of our federal nation.
for Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Papa M doing shimmers. Then we had Room 204 out of France with the Chinese pilot. <coughs> Hacksaw Morissette from uh, Shiverboard. This is live at the House of Yarga in Philadelphia, September 24, a couple months ago, 2022. Black Dots out of Texas with Hallucination Station. Now another French group at Todd 34, like 34th floor. And Tenko, this great uh, lady singer from Tokyo, with Densit. I fucked up that pronounce, sorry, pardon. My hard own. And then finally, Pop Am with Roadrunner. What, what, what did, tell me about Pop Am. Uh, Pop Am was like just my solo thing. It was, um, I, I didn't want to do it under my own name because I thought, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, do a solo thing where I played all the instruments and recorded it myself, but I also didn't want, I didn't want it to be like a vanity project. <laughs> like I, I wanted it to seem like it was a band. I, I would, uh, that was the, the idea initially was that I, I would pretend that it was an actual band. Um, and, and that it wasn't just me doing everything by Man myself. Alone. You know, yeah. Prince, solo in the Dave Grohl, yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah. They all started with the drums, right? And then they piled everything on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Rugger did it too. Yeah. yeah, right, right. The one-man band thing is a trip. It really is. I have a lot of respect. You can have. Look, you probably have had to talk blue in the face about Slint. But, so I ain't going to like have you get into it so much. But if you could talk about your Slint thing in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so after... Uh, you know, we we started with the, the our our 
uh, Minutemen song, we ended up, the, the whole idea behind the band was that we just wanted to do music that was different from all the other stuff that was happening. Like, and I, we only thought locally, like all the, all the other local bands were sounding like this or that. And we just wanted to not sound like any of them. Um, we're so talking we about Louisville, right? In Louisville. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we just, that was, the, that was our only criteria is that each song had to be different from the last song we wrote and that each, and that it just, it just had to feel you you know unique to us somehow um and then uh and it wasn't it wasn't really like that thought out but that was just what we talked about a little bit at first and then we um yeah we recorded a record in 87 with with albini actually in uh in evanston illinois and that was um and then uh yeah recorded another record maybe two years later and broke up Right what, did, did Maurice tour? Just that one tour with Sam Hain. That was it. Just open in for Sam Hain. So yeah. on your own, you start touring with Slint, right? We did a we did a short tour in '89. Uh, I mean, I even hate to call it a tour because it was we. <laughs> it was like we went to the East Coast and played a couple shows, then went back home. Then we went up north and played a couple shows and went back home. And then we, you know, it was like. Uh, it was like two or three shows out at, at a time. Uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't have. There were, I mean, how did you guys do it? I wonder without booking it. Like, we we learned from Black the- Flag and, and Chuck Tukowski, the bass player. He literally built the scene. We're still torn on a lot of it with his little phone book. He booked it all wow. himself, and that's how we learned. Now they did hundred gig tours. They did four month tours. I mean, they didn't start off that way, but they learned. That's where we learned was from these guys. In fact, our first tour, Sacrin Trust, Meat Puppets, it was actually in the boat with Black Flag. You're, you're touring with these guys, literally. Ten Damn. guys in one boat. <laughs> Remember the red Chevy? It was Billy's boat. We destroyed it. Ten guys, you know. It was too much. The shit was in a trailer. I remember the trailer getting disconnected oh. and, and, and going that's ahead a- of us on the side of the road into a, a river. Yeah. That a yeah, that's a lot of fun. They, they brought us to Europe. You know, they, they brought us on our first big national tour. So all our touring stuff was learned from the Black Flag guys. I wish they would get more credit for that. Like, people pretend like they don't even exist. So it was like, um, like Dukowski would be like, oh, there's a cool guy in Memphis that will put on a show. Here, I'll tell you the big fabric, David. The big fabric was fanzines. Yeah. Yep. Okay, the guy who run the fanzine, he's going to find the pad you can play in. His band uh, is probably going to open up. You're going to conk at his pad. Mm. It was, yeah, the fanzines, because they were the true believers. They were the fabric yeah. that kept the scene together. Because you're right, it was very local. It was hard to know what was going on in everybody else's towns, you know? And then the guy who writes the made the fanzine gets to meet his favorite or like hang out with his favorite band or yeah yeah and open up the show with his band you know there was hardly any line between dudes and bands and dudes not in bands punk was really egalitarian that way everybody could be in a band or help put on a show or do something run a label you know run a fan you know it was all about being involved because this other world was all spectator the arena rock the Nuremberg rally thing was total spectator you're not involved yeah. at all. So we went the other way, where everybody's totally involved. It, to us, it wasn't like a new rock and roll. It was just like a no, new way of approaching life and being create, creative and artistic. 
Yeah. Look, you gave me another and Papa M song, Sorrow Reigns. Kind of a bummer. Let's listen. Sarah Jane, Sorrow Reigns Blue. Sarah Jane, Sorrow Reigns Blue. There was something like a wall between us. That stopped your going down on my penis The ghost of lovers past Still await your response Was I just a medium In your seance I had to turn off all my feelings Towards you For I am not the one That rewards you I'll be with other women, you'll be with other men I can't help but wonder about what could have been Sarah Jane, sorrow reigns blue You didn't love me the way I loved you
All I ever wanted to do was violate the great American myth. I know I'm not big enough to destroy it. Life is a travesty. A thousand pints of light falling from grace with the goose. Howard Hughes, a wing, a prayer. See below, we have clowns in our show. El Noche, La Cerveza, The Metal, The Shaman Brother. As cats walk backward, clowns cover believable eyes in Joan of Arc's home court. 
plastic dog sample after the soldier in the rain and I won't let her punch my line. Avenging, an angel steps through while my waking, waking, still waking, a wish and a whisper, the walls have ears. My psychiatrist loves me. She won't understand an echo. A prayer from Brian Wilson's church, but bone jisms is a tenor man. And the guests came in through little funnels, dripping, burning embers, red sky at midnight. Fade the black moon tower, Dixieland. My cross can bear. Irrationality is bliss. Limeys don't eat tofu, airhead. Can I tie my shoe now, Jack? Worshipping volcanoes on virgin knees. My love for a bowl of chili. Oi, mate, would you be fancy in a cheese sandwich then? So maybe we're waiting for a heavy alloy savior? Ozzy? No corn in my horn, not where this bop drops. It's no fun looking for churches. Give me the heat, deep dish where the jets come down and jazz. Oh! the head of a pin, kudo, rubbishay-shay, katama, banana, tasaya, zen master, sweet corn, watermelon, colors, the heavens, song, min, may, shiny, tweeter, deity, paranoia, pretends, eating jalapeno, pot pie, now, alpha, not a trace of moss, dripping, omega, Los Alamos, another roadside refraction, J. Robert Oppenheimer, Edward Teller, the physicists have known sin. Here in the midst of graveyards that push up light, I'll trade you two good Shirleys for 10,000 dead Midwestern Indians. Ah, what the hell? I can dig your plot, man. 17 cases and I'm sure feeling fine. Except for when six turns out to be nine for a good time called 392. 8381. Ask for charity. Sweetly. For a better time, don't call. Let your fingers do the talking. Game. Loss. Nothing more than something less. Sizzle the pants right off of me. Sizzle that neo orthodoxy right into my eye. Eh, what the hell? The whole gelatinous thing. The neo gelatinous thing. The neolithic gelatinous thing. It's all water under the meter bridge now. Life is a travesty. More than an old joke.
talk about a dancing to the beat of a different drum.
Live from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start that chunk off with Sour Rains. Sorrow Rains. Papa M. Then If Moana Tutu. That's uh, also, also, right? Uh, Al Margolis out of Chester, New York. Beautiful. Spotsky, my old buddy, right? He recorded those early Minuteman records. He didn't record Joy. That was Mike Pat. He's living in Athens now, Georgia. But Spotsky's up in the Sheboygan, Michigan. And he just put out a release of music. You know, he can play guitar and fiddle. And he calls it fadola. And so this is Too Wise to Crack. And then Chip Kitman, who's gone pewter, electronic dance music yeah. now. He was the guitar man uh, for the Dills, yeah. right? Yeah. I hate yeah. the rich. Uh-huh. Right? Now he's, uh, will the circle be unbroken, but the trippiest version. Mm. Yeah, don't get the port of, break out the port of you. And then finally, Ariel M. with wedding song number three. Hip us to Ariel M. There, David. <laughs> David? Oh, yeah. Ariel Sorry. M. Oh, that was, uh, that was just when I was, um, when I did my solo stuff, I just wanted to, I, I was looking for a name for the band, and I, I didn't want a normal name. I just wanted like a, uh, I it's kind of like Pop letter. Am. It's a variation. Yeah. Well, I just wanted the letter M, like because I wanted because I like the shape of the letter M, and I I didn't want and I was so dude. I, was I like, know what I you mean because my initials are M W, so you can read them upside down. M M M. M M M. I can relate. Yeah, that makes a great logo. And Melinda Marilyn, my mom named us all three with M, so we could be M W. Like a lightning bolt or something. <laughs> okay, and, 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 and what, 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 what's your plan right now, music-wise? Uh, right now, I'm still playing. Um, I'm playing with Gang of Four. I'm playing guitar with them, and uh, we're just getting some shows. And they for got John, right? Because John went yeah. back after Andy. We lost Andy, right? Mm. And so John yeah. comes and takes the band, because Andy was doing it with him alone. Now it's John alone. Man, I, right. I got to talk to him, and he, the, they went on right before the Stooges. And this Italian gig at Italian high school up in the north wow. by Milano. Sweaty as a motherfucker. And uh, I just, it hurt my knee. I'm on the crutches. And he, the, John says to me, yeah, I fucked up my knee too. I had to have surgery. I said, yeah? I said, man, I ain't seen you. You're singing and dancing great. I ain't seen you since the cuckoo's nest. And he goes, oh, yeah, you and nine other people. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and with D. Boone. He goes, D. Boone? I said, yeah. He goes, Minuteman. Yeah. He remembered that gig and he remembered the Minuteman. He's wow. really nice to me, John King. So he's, when you see him again, David, tell him thank you for being so kind to this crippled Pedro fucking bass. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. And, he, you know, he always had a good voice and he always wrote trippy lyrics. He was always a great yeah. dancer. He used to play some melodica, too. I remember some... And one, one he... Yeah, he got a melodica, and then Andy went to the drums, and the drummer man, Hugo, who I know, he came yeah. out and sang. It's her factory. Yep. Her factory. Oh, it's her factory, yeah. yeah. We we actually practiced that one, and I got to play drums again, which is great. I really like that little red, uh, Fast Records, or their first single. It's a, a anthra- He's telling you how oh, you yeah. make a record, right? On one yeah. side of the speaker, and the other side, it's this disease that cows get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird because the only other people I know that did that was Velvet Underground with Lady Godiva's Operation. Right? There's two different songs going on. Yeah. There's this one word that Lou says really loud. 
in it. You know what I'm talking about? I know yeah. Okay, so music-wise, you're with the, the Gang of Four. That, that must be tricky. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just focusing on that. For, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Now. So do you have a tour coming up? Well, yeah, we. it's kind of based, well, um, John King's wife is uh, has to have uh, some surgery in Jan next month. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and he's the only caretaker, so everything is kind of based around whether, um, you know. Sure, you know, sure, we're, sure, we're, priorities. It's all around, we're having surgeries and stuff, so we have to we have to book our tours around yeah, stuff like that. quite aware of that, yeah, the yeah. less younger thing get more feeble. You get less younger, but yeah. the bonus thing get more feeble. More adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more adult. Yeah. Anyway, it's fun. so people, if you I'm want just... to see what David's doing, go to the Gang of Four, put that in the search engine. They probably, uh, John's got a website probably and stuff like that. There's no David Paho yeah. website, is there? No. Um, one day you will have one because it's like having your own fanzine, though. <laughs> I'm not a self promoter, though. I don't. I never was. You good might. At you that. might. You might because you, you know, just like having your own fanzine, you won't write about yourself. You write about the bands you like. That's right. I, yeah, I used to have. Fans. I loved. I loved having a fanzine. And you know, when you get some more of your own music, I know John's going to give you a break of Gang of Four stuff, and you'll get me ready to do some David Paho stuff. You know, That's I actually right. asked David to do an album with Britain. No luck. <laughs> but w- when you do, will you come back on the show and we can play that music and you can talk about it? Because I'd love to have you back on. Uh, that would be an honor, as once again. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, David. Truly. Uh, thank Beautiful. you. Uh, Beautiful. Keep on keeping on. People, it's been the December 20, 2022 edition of the Watt for Pedro Show. Snap 65. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy Still trying birthday. to avoid the giant. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your power right. Yeah.